Welcome to God's Acre On The Go, a worship podcast of the Congregational Church of New Canaan in New Canaan, Connecticut. To learn about the life of our church, our in-person ministries, and the virtual connections and offerings available, please visit us at www.godsacre.org. Now, wherever you are, wherever you are going, we welcome you to worship. Church family, good morning. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to God's Acre on the Go uh, for summer worship, wherever you are, wherever you're traveling. We're so grateful that you're tuning in this morning. And as we prepare our minds and our hearts for the word the Lord wants to impart to us, I ask that you would just listen and center yourself as we listen to our dear friend Aram sing, Bless we thee for thy sacred day. Bless thee for this sacred day, thou hast every blessing given, which sends the dreams of earth away, and yields a glimpse of From Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, who is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, whether we are in a sunshiny place in life and things are easy for the moment, or whether we are facing difficult times and decisions and uncertainties, we ask that you would speak a word of courage and hope to us this morning and touch us in our place of deepest need. To that end, I pray that you might pour through me the gift of preaching, that these ordinary words might become, by some miracle of your grace, tailor-made for each and every one of us. And we know that they will, for we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. At our house, we play the card game Uno a lot. Monopoly, if we have a lot of time, and Jen Rummy, Rummy Block, and a few other card games. These are my son's favorite games. He's 12. There's another game we play every day, though we don't think of it as a game at all. The game I'm thinking of is called Life, not the children's game that comes in a box. Writer John Ortberg says this game comes in the shape of a calendar. Maybe you still use a desk calendar, or maybe you keep a digital calendar on your phone. Every day we're given a tiny square to fill up however we like. I wonder if your calendar looks like mine. Time for coffee in the morning, listening to the news. Then we work out in whatever form that takes. And then off to work, where there are meetings, planning sessions, lunches, pastoral care visits, plans and planning sessions for children and family programs. And then in the afternoon, a few more meetings, brainstorming sessions, one-on-ones, all various synonyms for more meetings, because who doesn't love a meeting? And in between these things, I return calls and emails and pray. I pray that God will give me the words to say. I pray that somehow I will be a conduit of God's grace and peace. At the end of the workday, we shuffle kids between extracurricular activities. We spend time with them and then squeeze in family dinner and family time and perhaps a night meeting. I try to start and end every day with prayer, what my day will look like in the morning, and then review the tape and see how it went at the end of the day with God by my side, helping me understand how I could have done things better. Some days I feel like I'm closely following Jesus, but other days I know I've completely blown it. And so it goes. Each square leads to another square. There are seven squares in a week, 31 squares in a month, 365 squares in a year. It's amazing how much you can squeeze into one of those little squares if you really try. But I don't have to tell you that. Week after week, month after month, they seem to go on forever and ever. But I know better than that. One day I will come to a square and it will be the final square. There won't be any more squares. And I wonder when I get to that day if I will be ready. Will I be be happy with the way I have chosen to live? Will I have made good choices along the way? Will I have helped others? Will I have followed the example set out by Jesus Christ 
to the best of my ability? Will I have progressed in my walk with Christ as the years have gone on? Will I have used the gifts God has given me to serve others? How will I be remembered? How will you be remembered? This is the game of life, and it happens in tiny squares. And every day we choose how we want to fill the square. In chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, the chapter which precedes our passage, we have the great hall of fame of the Bible. It's like walking through the who's who of the Bible in the form of pictures in a great hallway. There's Abel, as in Adam and Eve's second son, the one whom Cain killed, Enoch, well, we don't really know much about him, but all the rest are legit. Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, the harlot who makes the Hall of Fame because she helps two Israelite spies escape Jericho, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, the judges, David, and Samuel. These were the greats, the faithful. They ran the race. They lived faithfully to God. They were clearly not perfect, but they trusted God in the face of the unknown. Noah built an ark long before there was rain. Abraham and Sarai believed they would have a child long past their childbearing years. Moses took on Pharaoh enduring the plagues and crossing the Red Sea. And David, the young shepherd, slewed Goliath the giant with five stones and a slingshot. And the fact that David made the wall of fame at all, though he had a wandering eye, and Rahab made it too, though she had a questionable profession, makes me like them all the more. They were clearly not perfect, which is great news for us. In Hebrews 12, we hear two familiar passages from Scripture. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. We are surrounded by the biblical witnesses for sure, and we learn from their stories. These are our stories, after all. The Bible is a collection of faith stories, our faith stories. And so we think of Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Joseph and Moses and David and all the rest as biblical figures who have something to teach us. But there are others in our Hall of Fame. You have a Hall of Fame, and I have a Hall of Fame as well. Who is in my Hall of Fame? The first person that comes to mind is my second grade teacher. She spent her last year of life teaching our second grade class, even though she had cancer. She chose to spend the last year of life teaching because it was what she loved most. I didn't know until much later that the scarves on her head were because she was undergoing chemo. I didn't know she was sick at all. I only knew she taught us with great passion and creativity. We put on the play Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and everyone said, kids that age will never remember their lines. But we did. We proved them all wrong. She taught us as if every day were her last, and when she hugged us goodbye on the last day of class, I had no idea it was the last time I would see her. Years later, I asked my mom, whatever happened to my second grade teacher? Why didn't she teach again? And my mom shared the adult version of what had happened, and I loved her all the more. 
selfless, patient, kind. My second grade teacher is definitely in my Hall of Fame. And so is my high school English teacher. He taught every student in our school for over 30 years how to write proper English. No one influenced me more. He was tough, like stay after school tough until you got everything right. And I took everything he taught. I took a course in the Bible from him, and since he was an atheist, we did not get along at all. He made me rewrite every paper two, three, and four times. He wrote on the top of my papers, These are not English papers. This is theology. I don't believe in God. I don't believe God exists. F. And I wrote back, Well, I do, and you can't fail me because I'm a person of faith. He dug in his heels. I dug in my heels more. And, well, here we are. I reached out to him when I was ordained as a minister. I remember having tea at his house. And when his wife died, years later, he wrote me a letter that said, I guess this is your God getting back at me. I was so tempted to write him a letter and tell him he had terrible theology. But I didn't. I picked up the phone and I told him how truly sorry I was that he had lost his wife. It saddened me as I was writing this sermon to realize I had lost touch with him, so I googled his name and wrote obituary after it, wanting to know how he had died. And to my great surprise, he's alive. He's, well, he's on Twitter. According to the internet, he lives in the same house. Can you imagine? I can't wait to send him a copy of this sermon and tell him that even though he's an atheist, he is one of the saints in my wall of fame. I can't wait to thank him for the profound effect he had on me, for believing in me and for cheering me on during those rough years of high school. One day we will get to a square on the calendar, John Ortberg says, and it will be our last square. We may not know when we get there, but there will not be another square after it. Instead, there will be a door, and that door will lead to an eternal realm, and there we will finally become the people we were meant to be, and the world will be the way God created it to be. One day, we will get to the square. At the beginning of every interment, when we put ashes in the ground and ask God's blessings upon them, I always begin with a quote from the 4th century mystic and saint, John Chrysostom, who says, Those whom we love and lose are no longer where they were. They are now wherever we are. I love that quote, and I believe it, because I know it's true. These are the everyday saints who have touched our lives and now live in that great cloud of witnesses that Hebrews 12 talks about. And if you are like me, we talk to them. And we can still hear their voices in our imagination and memories. And they give us guidance and they cheer us on. And we can learn from the way they live their lives, faithfully, humbly, in service to others, Maybe they were not perfect. Maybe they were known for baking or throwing great parties or the way they played golf or simply the way they made us feel safe in their presence. 
But this is our wall of fame, our everyday saints. From earth's wide bounds, from ocean's farthest coast, through gates of pearl streams in the countless host, singing to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Alleluia, Alleluia. One day our voices will join their voices, but for now we live one square at a time. So let us fill our squares with what matters most. Amen. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, we are grateful for all of the people in our lives, for those in our family who give us love and support and guidance and protection, and for those who have joined the great cloud of witnesses and cheer us on in the eternal realm, for those who taught us how to live and taught us how to love, we are grateful for their witness. Oh God, wherever we are on our journey, whether we are in the most sunshiny of places and we are relaxed and at ease or whether we are worried about what is lying ahead and don't know what is around the next bend, we ask you to help us be people of faith, people who walk faithfully with you, people who look forward with you to what lies ahead and then review the day and look back with you and say, how can we have walked more closely with Jesus Christ, our Lord? We ask that you teach us to walk more closely with you. Hear us now as we pray for those we know best, including ourselves. As Jesus taught his own disciples, we are bold to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Worship on the Go. To support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please consider making a contribution by clicking the Give button in the top right on our website, www.godsacre.org, or within today's email. God bless you, and have a wonderful week.